Hi everyone, welcome to tonight's Fringe FAQ. My name is Sandy Beasley and I'm the independent program producer here at Melbourne Fringe. It's nice to see so many of you here for this very important session on social media. Um, we'll get straight into it. But first of all, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which we meet tonight, the lands of the Kulin Nation, and acknowledge any elders past and present. I want to introduce some fringe staff who are here this evening. We have Tom Brown, our Artist Services Administrator. We have Miranda Borman, our Marketing and Development Manager. And Michelle, Michelle's staying at the back there, who is our, mark, our, fa our fabulous fringe marketing coordinator. Stick around after and ask us some questions. This is some valuable time to um, you know, grab, grab any of us and ask any of the burning questions that you have, that you've been wanting to ask us all year, but you've been too shy to email. So now is your perfect opportunity. You have a captive audience. Um, I'd like to also introduce Alana, our Auslan interpreter for this evening. Um, can I just ask if there's anybody in the audience who requires Auslan interpreting? Great. We'd just like to check, because um, we don't like to make Alana work for an hour if she's not required. So we might just um, interpret for a little longer to see if there's any latecomers, and if not, we'll say thank you to Alana, and we'll see her next time. All right. Thank you as well to Art Centre Melbourne for hosting us and hosting all of our Fringe FAQs. After this one, we only have one more left. We have our touring, our tour-ready FAQ. So that's a super great one if you want to know what to do next. You put all of this work into your Fringe event um, and you want it to have an extended life after the festival. So come along to Tour Ready and we'll give you heaps of tips about how you can kind of keep, keep working with this particular event or your practice well into the future. I want to introduce Laura Milkigana, who's our speaker, our presenter for this evening. Laura, apart from being a long-term fringe advocate and I think even a, an award-winning fringe artist, um, runs, uh, is the founder, producer and managing director of Milky. Milky provides producing, mentoring and arts consultation and training services, as well as working with artists to produce and tour productions locally and nationally. Laura also runs a huge range of artist boot camps, which we can thoroughly recommend. They're for artists and producers, and she's just launched a new podcast series called Run the Show, which is awesome, and I highly recommend it to all of you. Laura's going to run the session this evening, and um, she's just going to talk to you about what you can do with social media. Lots of us are unsure about how to run social media for a fringe event or for any event. But it's a great way to promote your work and it's super cost effective. It should form like a really critical part of any of your campaigns. Um, if you're like me, you possibly use your Instagram account to photograph your dog and you might not have checked your Facebook for three or four weeks. Um, so something like this, a session like this tonight will be really valuable for you to help you just kind of start to learn the basics and figure out, figure out how you can really use this, how you can use social media as an effective tool for your fringe campaign. So, I'd like to introduce Laura, and we'll hear a little bit later from Miranda, um, and I'll just post the session as we go. Thanks. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, so as Andy said, I've been uh, a producer for independent production for 20 years, so I've actually been, I started at Melbourne Fringe in 97. Uh, unbelievably doing a, a, a project. It was an internet radio station, which in 97 kind of makes me laugh because we were still on dial-up and I don't know who was listening, but there was this new thing called the internet and I ran a project on it. Um, but that's not what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about social media and how you use it for your shows. So as a working producer, um, especially over the last couple of years, like I meant social media has become so important on how I market and sell a show and it's pretty much um, the only way that I actually do now market and sell a show, I've pulled uh, all of my marketing budget on posters, on flyers, um, on everything else. Because if you can get into someone's phone uh, or smartphone um, and you know tell a story or engage uh, and start to have that relationship with your audience, it's you know it's it's magic. So I'm going to take you through um, a couple of things that kind of work and uh, and go through some really basic stuff as well. So some of the stuff is, you know, none of this stuff is rocket science, so it can be pretty obvious, um, but it's good as a bit of a, a reminder. So, 
Um, basically, I mean, what is it? When we talk about social media, as it's written up here, it refers to uh, the means of interaction, interactions among people in which they create, share and or exchange information and ideas in a virtual communities and networks. So just as a kind of throw out the words, looking at that statement, what would you say are the three most important words in that statement? Anyone want to, hey? Create, share and exchange. Yeah, pretty much. So share and exchange, absolutely. And there's another one that I kind of often pick out of that statement. Anyone else? Interaction? Community. Interaction is actually one that I had. Community is, well, it kind of is that as well because you're creating an online community. So it's interaction, share and exchange. Um, and sometimes people forget that, you know, social media is... Social, it's, it's, you've got to have some kind of social reaction. And what I see with artists doing a lot of is, um, you know, and you don't have to admit it, but, you know, a lot of people maybe create a show page or create a, a, an artist page and then, you know, maybe you haven't activated that since last year when you did your show. And all of a sudden you've got a free show coming up and it's four weeks ago and you're like, oh, I better put them a show's on sale and I better, you know, show them where my tickets are and blah, 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 you know, but you've had no engagement with your audience um, before that time. So the social media aspect is really, really important and you've got to think about how you're going to engage with your audience to do that. So just as a show of hands, obviously with social media there's heaps we can choose from and it's... Uh, Um, did everyone hear me okay? Yeah? All good. Um, so in terms of, you know, the social media channels that are most popular at the moment, we're sort of looking at these ones. So we've got, it's a really bad photo, but uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Snapchat and Facebook. So what, what are people kind of mostly using? This is, let's do a show of hands. YouTube? Okay, uh, Twitter, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, uh, Instagram, yep, uh, LinkedIn, yeah, yep, okay, uh, Snapchat, yeah, I reckon Snapchat's almost gone there, and Facebook, yeah, okay. So it just as a like literal straw poll, the majority of you, it was kind of probably Instagram, and the majority of you actually using Facebook. Um, and regardless of what people are saying about Facebook, everyone's like, ah, it's dead, blah, blah, but it's still one of the leading players and it still is actually the biggest player. Um, if you actually have a look at the stats of what Facebook is doing amongst other um, areas at the moment, Facebook, um, you can see, like has 1.59 billion users and it keeps growing. Um, Twitter is still quite popular. I don't think in this actual scenario here, I think when it comes to the arts, I think that should be flipped around. It should be Facebook and probably Instagram and then Twitter. Um, I don't see in, uh, a lot of artists using Twitter successfully anymore. It's just, it's not, it's more of a, um, a bite-sized kind of chunk. If you're really uh, prolific on it and you've got a big following, by all means use it. But my kind of thing with social media is don't let it overwhelm you. I think do one platform and do it really well. So I hear a lot of artists kind of go, oh, I must be on Instagram because everyone's on Insta. And it's like, but do you take a lot of photos? And they're like, no. Nah. I'm like, well, don't go on another platform that's going to make you feel guilty about not using it. If you're on Facebook, try a home into Facebook and use that really well. And I'm finding no matter what the show is, the majority of your audience is still on Facebook. Unless, for example, and this is where you've got to be a bit savvy, unless, for example, you're doing a, uh, um, a show that's, you know, for 18 to 20 year olds, if they're still on Snapchat, then you might want to start to look at the avenues that your audience are kind of tapping into. But, you know, as I said, just even a straw poll of, you know, the people that we have here in different kind of ages, everyone's still on Facebook. So you need to work out how you're going to use it for your show. So I'm gonna kind of talk about kind of the foundations of your social media marketing 
should be on Facebook um, and you should have some kind of profile on there. What I usually recommend is having some kind of artist page as a show of hands who has their own artist or company page. Yeah, great. What I see a lot of artists doing is uh, setting up their own, um, uh, sometimes they set up a page for that actual show. Um, you want to be careful of doing that because if you set up a page for every show that you do, then you know you're going to get different likers on that, and and then you might not do that show for another year, and all those likers uh, are contained within that. Where there is, whereas if you do it as your production company or you as an artist, you can put all of your stuff on there. So like um, your website is really your shop front um, for everything that you do. Your social media page isn't your website, it's how you interact with the audience. And we're gonna to get to why that's really, really important and how, ultimately, that's gonna sell the tickets for you. Um, yeah, sure, that's still clicking. Those to here. Yeah, okay, that sounds a bit better. So are there any others? <coughs> Hang on, let me ask you a question. In terms of social media, how and I'll throw it out to the crowd and who like how how do you use it for your show? Do you interact with it? Do you just put up show details? Anyone wanna Yes. Yeah. Yep. I'll go you and the view. Yep. Just the details, like where, um, So the logistical details, yeah. Any other interaction with that or just more? Sometimes at the local shops, like the yep. Yep. And how far ahead when you are doing a show, how far ahead are you engaging with your social media? Is it like a couple of weeks beforehand? Part of the time, like when I ask, like, what do you do with social media? It's like, oh no, we should be doing more. Like, don't, don't feel guilty about it. Like, it's, it's, um, it shouldn't be something that overwhelms you. It should be something that you control and and you can um, actually start to plan out a little bit more strategically. So, think about too, and maybe like, you know, you're going home on the train or train on the way home. Going to start scrolling on your phone. Have a look at what you do as a user, like, and it could be arts related stuff or it could just be other pages that you like. Why, what, what's attracting you on, the, on your social media feed? On any of the platforms, is it the images? Is it the video? Is it the content? Like, what's attracting you? And start to be a little bit more hyper aware of, of what you're tuning into. And that gives you, I guess, a greater idea of what possibly your audience is tuning into as well. Um, I'm here to tell you though, when you're uh, selling tickets on Facebook or trying to build an audience, because that's essentially what we're wanting to do. Marketing a show now has so much to do with, with social proof, um, social media that, um, as I said, the kind of normal avenues for marketing, doing posters and flyers are just not relevant anymore because of the reach that you can get with social media, with shares and with Facebook advertising and other advertising on social media. Um, and and I'm saying this not only as a person that has seen it, but as a producer that has done it. Um, on a current show that I'm working on, which is called Mother's Will in the Cabaret about gin. Um, I won't be able to show the clip here at the moment, but uh, you can Google it, um, or you can just go onto Mother's Ruin. Uh, we put out a, just a little video, a really short video of the show, which was um, particularly pertained to social media. So it had, um, it, they were singing the song, I've Been Everywhere Man, but changed the song to I've Drunk Every Gin, and then they list pretty much all the gins that, they've <laughs> that they have drunk. Um, but it was this beautiful uh, little social media video that 
Um, we created for their Perth fringe season and Adelaide fringe season, and I know because of the way we tracked it um, in both cities that attributed to over 30% of ticket sales. So when you get content right, it can absolutely work. And I'm not seeing enough artists actually really properly engaging with their social media at the moment. So you want to, you know, you want to start um, doing it. What I was going to say was um, selling, um, selling on social media is a slow game. I'm not going to give you any tips tonight to fast track you with that stuff. Um, it really is about consistency um, and it's about the content. So if you haven't activated your page for a little while, I encourage you to you know start from this week because how many weeks out are we Tom how many weeks out from fringe six so perfect time ideally it would have been great another six weeks before that but that's okay don't you know let's not make things hard for yourself starting now would be a really good good way of doing it so it's a slow game because you have to be consistent um, and just because your followers um, maybe don't buy from you doesn't mean um, they can't get other people to. How many times have you shared something or forwarded something or hey this was a great show or you should or people tag people in posts, yeah? So you've got to remember the reach that you kind of go into uh, is really important. And um, I see a lot of artists kind of going, oh but I want to get, you know, 20,000 likers or or so many people on my page. For me, I wouldn't actually worry about that. I would go, like I'd much rather you guys have 300 people on your social media or on your Instagram or followers or whatever, 300 really, really engaged people and people that love what you do as opposed to 3,000 who are just like, yeah, whatever. Because it's those people that are gonna be your biggest fans and it's those people that you're gonna get that digital word of mouth. Yeah, everyone talks about word of mouth and it's like, how do you get this word of mouth, you know? Digital word of mouth is just as important. Someone writes, hey, I went and saw your show, it was friggin' amazing. This is awesome, you know? They link into the show details, someone else puts it on. You know, I have seen it time and time again that it can happen. So, quality over quantity every time. So don't worry if you've only got 50 people on your page. You can slowly, slowly build that. Um, so social media, when you're thinking about shows and how you interact, as I said, it all comes, sort of comes down to content. But it's really, um, it's a bit cheesy this, sorry. Uh, it's really about, about friends, right? And being a good friend. So again, we talk about that social media has to have that social aspect. So you need to think about how, how are you gonna be a good friend? So here are seven ways to be a good friend. Uh, you can be funny, love funny friends, they're great. <laughs> they're good to hang out with, yeah? Uh, be friends with other people, that's always good too. Get to meet, you know, broaden your network, all that kind of thing. Um, you can provide information that your friends don't have or might like or want. Uh, Another good way to be a good friend is to give things to your friends. Love it when friends give me stuff. Awesome. You can have a party. That kind of goes without saying. Um, listen to what your friends say about you. And another way of being a good friend is not being that friend. We've all got that friend, yeah? The one that talks too much, the one that's you know, all that kind of stuff. So yes, this is a bit of a metaphor, but you've got to kind of bring this into what you're doing with your social media. So it's a bit like this, right? If I've got this rav and I came up to you and just said, it's for sale, can you buy it, buy it, it's a really great car, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. You're just gonna go, I don't even know who you are, I don't even want a car, but, if I've met you, have a nice forehand, and I've got to know you, and I've got to, you know, hang out, and then I sort of say, hey, by the way, I heard you're looking for a car, maybe you're interested in, you know, buying a car, I've got this car for sale, you're like, yeah, actually, maybe I am interested in upgrading my car. And that's a really bad analogy, but you get what I'm saying in terms of social media, don't just blast your audience with, I've got a show on, it's selling, it's selling, I've got a show, buy my tickets, buy my tickets. 
Because what do people do? You just kind of shut down from that. Whereas if you've had really good engagement with your audience and maybe um, sometimes stuff that, you know, it can be related to your show, but sometimes it's stuff going, hey, I heard this song on the radio, I haven't heard it for ages, and chuck the video clip off of it or something, you know? That kind of engagement is what people are looking for. And again, look back on what you look at on social media. What interests you? What, what pages are um, that... Uh, what pages that you kind of like? What do they do really well? What What is it about that that you think, yeah, that's a really good way of doing it? So you've probably heard the uh, the saying that content is king, but the question that I often get asked is that it's fine, but I never know what to post. Who gets stuck on what to post? Yeah? Okay. So having a look at... Uh, what to post. I'm going to give you uh, 10 different ideas um, and again you can take these and, and use them however you want your own show pages and, and bits and pieces but at least gives you an idea and it's now that you need to start thinking about this stuff to um, really kind of ra ramp up that engagement, that being with friend, that being social on social media. So uh, you could do, I think someone mentioned that before, you could do some behind the scenes shots. So whether that's if you're a solo artist, you take candy shots about yourself, uh, other cast members, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, again, sometimes we forget when we work in the arts, like this stuff, if you're working and, and building shows and making shows and creating shows, like that's what you do, but you forget that audiences don't get to see that stuff. So don't forget that what you're doing is actually quite unique and quite special and other people would love to see the behind the scenes, you know, making of that show or the rehearsal process or what have you. Um, questions are always really good, posing some kind of question. Again, it could be something related to your show, it could be something random. Again, it's having that engagement. And these are all the things that I've used with pages that I manage and pages that, um, uh, that I've helped artists run as well. And this is how we've built this engagement. Um, and why it's important, as I said, to build the engagement is when you've got people in your social media area that know your show, that know you, that like you, the next time you put on a show, they're the people that are going to go buy first or they're the people that are going to be your biggest advocates and go, hey, you should go to the show. So for the example, as I said, if you've got 300 social media followers and even say 30, as soon as your show goes on and they'll reach 30 pre-buy your tickets. That's huge in terms of, you know, you've just got that pre-sale happening straight there without you actually having to spend any advertising, it's just been a bit of time in terms of being consistent with your audience. Does that make sense? Yeah? Um, Fan photos are good too, depending on who you are. Again, this is going to work for some shows, it's not going to work for others. So, uh, you know, um, I've seen this work really well with some shows where they actually use it as part of their strategy while their show is on. Maybe you've got some amazing costumes, maybe you've got something set up where fans can take a photo with you and then they tag you in that photo and that kind of thing. Again, that digital word of mouth. You know, thinking of strategies around that that might be able to work. Um, as I said, some shows with some of these ideas will really lend themselves to these kind of concepts. Others you'll have to maybe think a little bit outside the box. Um, a day in a life post, you know, give a recap of what you do as an actor or a comedian or a director or a producer or who's in your team or what, you know. Um, what you could look at, that could be done with a series of photos, it could be done with a series of videos. Again, thinking about what you're doing, what you're creating now uh, in terms of content uh, is how you're going to, you know, start to, start to build that awareness. Um, as I said, could just be a random post. Uh, to show that you guys are a real person. It could be as lame as what you do on a weekend or, um, you know, here's me drinking my fifth coffee for the day. I mean, you know, again, do what works for you and do what feels right for you and your show or you as that character or you as your heightened self as the artist. Um, anything real is obviously really good. 
you know that there's you know obviously a lot of smoke and mirrors when it comes to uh, social media, and that's you know that's kind of part of it. And also you can architect how you how you want to be shown on social media, which is good and bad. Um, there's a lot of talk, you know, about uh, being authentic, and I kind of um, it's it is. For me personally, it's the stuff that I kind of relate to. So I see a lot of artists, especially around festival times, um, <coughs> writing posts for their shows saying, book now, book now, it's right, you know, tickets are selling fast, tickets are flying out the door, tickets are selling fast. And I see those ads pretty much in the lead up to the festival and for the entire festival. Now, if your show was selling that fast and tickets were going that quickly, I would not be seeing those posts <laughs> because you would not need to advertise because they are, you know, going so fast. So I get that that's a, a tagline that people use, but on the flip side of that, I saw an artist uh, this year at Comedy Festival actually photograph her box office statement and said, I had three people in tonight's show. Like it was pretty gutsy moves. Like I've got three people, you could see it going, yeah, right, she's got three tickets sold. She said, like, so come or don't, you know, whatever, but I've literally got three people. And there was something about that post that was just so beautiful and just so raw and so honest that you go, okay. So, again, not for everyone, but don't don't fall into the, um, I guess, the marketing speak, yeah? Think about your audience and how you, you would relate to stuff. Uh... Again, rec you can recommend someone else to follow on social media. Fringe Festival is great for that, and I love that when I see, hey, such and such is doing a show. Like, it doesn't always have to be about you. Social media needs to be 80% about your audience and 20% about you. So when I talk about content, that's where I talk about that 80%. Talking about um, things that you think would interest your audience. It could be links to articles, it could be links to songs, it could be behind the scenes stuff, it could be going, hey, this other awesome artist is doing free. You should go and check out them. You know, if you're kind of this, this kind of social engaging person, then people are going to be attracted to you. And then what's going to happen when you start to then say, by the way, I've also got a show on coming up soon, then people are going to start to take a little bit more notice. Uh, so we've got 10 tips here, so uh, another seven tell stories, so you could share, you know, a funny story, something happened, something that's happened in rehearsal, something that happened when you were creating the show, again, you know, just ideas. Um, thanking fans is a really good one, like if you've had a flurry of people liking you, it's really nice to say thanks. Um, I know some people, uh, you know, some bigger artists actually copy their name, it's a bit like, you know, I, mean, I still get a thrill, <laughs> and I know quite a lot of people are performing, like if they say hi to me on a, you know, on a Facebook Live or whatever, you're like, oh, that's nice, you know, like, people don't forget that people like, oh, thank you so much, you know, thanks for joining, or thanks for buying a ticket, or whatever it is. Um, holding a giveaway, so it's a good way of, again, you would need to build up that kind of engagement, but... Um, you can then start to say, you know, just for my social media followers on this page or whatever, I'm going to give away three double passes or what, what have you. So you can um, uh, start to do that. And I found that works really well because doing giveaways is really, um, it's tricky. Um, but I find that if I kind of reward the people that are on my page or my show pages, that they kind of like that as well. So it's another, it's another thing you can keep up your sleeve. Um, and then also you can offer a sneak peek. So you might have, um, you know, something to kind of whet their appetites. It might be, you know, a, a little segment of a, a trial show, a bit of rehearsal, a bit of a costume, what have you, you know? Again, once you start thinking about your show or you as an artist or you as a production company in terms of content, there's actually heaps of stuff out there. There's heaps and heaps of stuff you can do. Uh, it's just a matter of having these kind of ideas and even using, you know, these 10, 10 tips as a starting basis and then starting to break it out to go, well, what can we do? 
Um, if you're working in a group or an ensemble, you know, that's where you get your heads together and go, right, what, what other ideas can we do? Don't make things too hard for yourself. Don't say, yeah, I'm getting in a videographer and we're doing this and blah, blah, blah. If you haven't got time or money to do that, just pull it back, yeah? Just just do things that are, that are simple and easy to do, but make sure whatever you're doing that you're consistent with it. So they're kind of things that you can post. Um, but what else? The biggest thing on social media at the moment is video. Everyone's noticed the videos, heaps of video popping up, yeah? Um, and if you're in Facebook, Facebook loves Facebook, yeah? So Facebook Live, um, which people, uh, has anyone done Facebook Lives that they show their artists? No, yeah? Worked okay or not? Or So Facebook Live is really interesting. So if you're not familiar with it, it's, um, yeah, it has to be on a, uh, you can't do it on your personal page, it has to be on like a, a page, or an artist page, or a company page, or something like that. Um, at the moment, uh, you can do it on your phone, but, and it's being rolled out on desktop, so you can do it there. But the engagement, again, Facebook likes Facebook, so, uh, if you do a Facebook Live, it will bump through the algorithms, and I'm not even going to start talking about the algorithms at the moment, but the algorithms will bump you up and make uh, make your video shown to more people uh, because they like, you know, working within Facebook. So if you do a Facebook Live, um, people are 10 times more likely to watch for longer because it's live. And I know that to be true because I know if I see something pop up live, I'll watch it just that little bit longer because I'm like, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? What's going to go on? You know? So, again, it's not going to be for every show, but if there's something that you guys can do, or I've seen um, great circus people do, like a, a circus trick. Um, this is our latest you know, trick we're doing, or some trapeze or something like that. It's a comedy show. I mean, comedy stuff, there's heaps of stuff that you can do. Maybe you're a cabaret, you can say, hey, we're just going to preview our, our new song that we're doing for Melbourne Fringe. Thought you guys might want to have a look. Perfect. Again, thinking of it in bite-sized chunks of content, yeah? What can you do? How can you showcase your stuff out to your audiences? So Facebook Live's a big one. Yes? Look, with Facebook Live, I mean, you can do it up to an hour. You can do whatever you like. So, um, I say... Look, I, I think when, you, when you're first doing it, I'd always go shorter rather than longer, you know? Like, so it could be, depends, if you're doing a song, like it could just be five minutes. If you're doing, maybe you're doing an interview, doing a chat with someone, do five, ten minutes. If it's just you talking about the show, look, maybe ten minutes, you know? I don't, it doesn't, it, it, it's, um, I would always urge on the, on the side of not going too long. Um, so yeah, maybe five or ten minutes for it or under. Yeah. Yeah. Um, GIF? GIF? Who's, what, is it like, it's always, someone to say how they pronounce that? Yeah. Anyway, is everyone familiar with this website? Yes. Um, I call them Gifts. It's controversial, I know. Anyway, I freaking love them. I love them. I love them so much. And did you know on this site you can create your own? Is everyone aware of that? Yeah. So if you jump on this site, you can type in any expression, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they have heaps of things, heaps of ones that you can use. But you can then create your own. So if you've got footage of um, your rehearsal or you, you, you've shot something or you've done something, you can then create your own GIFs, and they work really well. Any colour movement to any post is always better than just text, yeah? So, again, movie image <coughs> has a much higher um, uh, engagement on social media than just a still photo. But a still photo is still going to be better than just text. So 
So again, think about how you can do that. But that's a great site to create your own. It's free, uh, it just set up a username number um, and uh, you can put it in there. So you can make them quite long, you can make them quite short. They're actually really fun. Again, for some shows, they're gonna work beautifully. For other shows, maybe not so much, but um, it's a really good way of engaging. Then, to make it all a little bit easier, again, losing that overwhelm when you're doing social media. Uh, as I said, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, God, I know I've got up that my page, but I'm really busy and I've got to work and I've got to write the show and I've got to do this stuff. Like, yes, I, I understand. Um, so scheduling it is the best way to take the stress out. Who here, just a show of hands, who schedules their social media? A few people, yep, great. Um, everyone else, did you know that you can schedule? Yeah? Okay, so you can schedule like, oh, you can schedule six weeks ahead. The great thing about scheduling your social media, and you can do it across, whether you're on, you know, whether you're on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever you like, um, the great thing about scheduling is you can then start to be strategic about the message that you put out, as opposed to just, oh, I haven't posted for a while, well, I'll just put, oh, my show's on today, I'll just put the link to my, my fringe um, show website, oh, I'll just put uh, a random photo of it, there you go. By scheduling it, you get to actually make a plan of what you're gonna do, so you can then look at your week. So for me, for my social media page, I will collect um, arts articles, producer articles, bits and pieces that I found during the week, and then every Sunday night, I look, I spend you know, an hour and go, great, I'm gonna post that on Tuesday, I'm gonna promo that on you know, Monday, Tuesday, I'm gonna post this, I'm gonna put this link here, and you can start to plan it out. Um, by being consistent, you should be doing at least one post a day. And some people, I mean, I would even say up to four, which some people go, don't, that just makes me want to vomit. Um, but the way social media algorithms work, audiences aren't seeing all your posts. So if four is too many, totally fine. Do one post a day. They, it still won't be overkill. So don't feel that you're like, oh, but I'm gonna be bombarding people. You won't be. And even if you have a look, if you haven't looked at your social media for a day and you scroll back, like there's, there's stuff that you miss all the time. Or Facebook particularly has been like reminding me of things that happened on Saturday and I'm like, I didn't even see that, you know? Yep. So how, how do you schedule it? Well, I know you can schedule, let's say if you've got a uh, page with multiple, multiple friends, can we schedule that? Can we schedule it on a personal page? Not on your personal page, only on a fan and page or an page. artist page. Okay, but that's what schedule thing like, if you actually put the link there yes. for a schedule yeah. and it comes up. Yep. So when you schedule something, you can put in a link or a video or whatever, and any text you want. So whatever you've written, it will come up as that. Is that is that your question? Look, my question is, let's say the link was www.abc. Yeah. Okay, does it come www.abc, or does it come up at Darabin Art Festival? No, it will come up exactly how you've put the link. So there's a couple of different ways you can you can schedule stuff. Uh, there's uh, Hootsuite that some of you might have heard of. Um, Buffer is a really great one. I actually find Buffer actually easier to use than Hootsuite. Um, and then of course, if you're just maybe exclusively using Facebook, you can schedule in Facebook. So if you're not sure where that is, when you go into your artist page or Facebook or your business page or company page or whatever it is, where you'd normally write a, um, a post with a little drop down arrow and it will say schedule, you can drop down there. Um, as I said, you can schedule a week ahead, two weeks ahead, you know, what have you. Um, so it's a really good way of um, 
I guess losing that overwhelm of how you can <coughs> when you need to pose. Uh, it means that when you're getting a bit busier, especially when you're starting to light your show, um, can I just get a show of hands? Who is, um, just because I'm producer, I'm always interested, who's the artist, are you um, the artist and producer? Just a show of hands? Yeah, and anyone who's exclusively here producer? Okay, yeah. So most of you, so um, I know how much work just producing is, let alone writing and creating a show and doing all this on, on the side. So you want to make it easy for yourself, yeah? You can understand how important it is marketing your show. If you don't market your show, it's either going to be this way or it's going to be another way. This is the easiest way to get um, cut through for your audience. Um, because if you don't market your show, you're not going to get bums on seats. You're not going to get the audience that you need. So you want to make things easier for yourself. So learning how to schedule and do that, it's really simple, but it will save you, save you time mainly. So you'd have to, if you're doing a Facebook Live, you'd have, you can you can totally schedule, say, yep, every Monday I'm doing a Facebook Live, um, but you need to obviously be there yeah, to do. The yeah. yeah. And there's just a little feature that's happened with Facebook Live where they um, you can actually put it out on Facebook Live and say register. So, you know, if you are wanting to do it on Friday night, you might put it out on Monday and people can register and they'll get a reminder to say, oh, I'm coming, you know, I'm going to do this Facebook Live. But yeah. Um, any questions before we wrap up, Susie? Yes. Yeah, 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 that's interesting. So you're saying that so you've had a, you've had a post and you've had heaps of comments on it. Yeah, because the page has come Do you write a reminder on that post? Yeah, on that on the comments or do you write look, it depends on how important it is. I'd probably do both. I'd probably write it within the comment section because anyone that that has commented yeah. will see it and as a reminder or a, hey, this person's commented again. Um, and then I'd probably do a whole new post saying for anyone else that missed it, this is also coming up. Boosting posts, okay. So Fringe actually wanted to cover Facebook ad advertising. Um, I will give a, a little bit of a spiel on that. The majority of my advertising and marketing budget now is on Facebook. Um, I probably spend anywhere between, and I'm talking about big shows, anywhere between five dollars and $10,000 for Facebook ads because I can see what is working and how they are resulting in, you know, um, uh, in ticket sales. So for people that aren't familiar with even boosting a post or doing Facebook ads, um, the analytics on how you can actually do a Facebook ad is, you know, you can absolutely drill down to people that are in North Melbourne who like this football team that, you know, like this colour, that are this gender, that are, you know, like the the way you can uh, uh, drill down is, is quite amazing. Now, a few years ago, if you had asked me about boosting posts, I would have said, you need to do it. It's a waste of money. Again, the systems change, as Facebook often does, um, and boosting posts is actually quite great. Um, Facebook will be noticing a pushing a lot, going, hey, you've got this great post, why don't you boost it? You know, they just, Facebook loves Facebook, and Facebook loves money. It's really simple, yeah? Um, but you've got to know how to utilise it for you. So boosting a post, yes. It's, it's totally fine. And the great way with boosting posts, you can choose how much or little you want to spend. Obviously, the more you spend, the bigger reach you have. But if you're like, well, I might just test this out and I might just spend 20 bucks just for the next 24 hours and just see what kind of response I get. Um, my biggest tip with that, though, uh, is find to boost it, 
fine to kind of have a bit of an experiment, but make sure you're tracking that with your ticket sales. So if you've boosted a post of a current show that's on sale, what's happening in ticket sales? Do you get an influx of people coming through going, oh wow, Joe sold 50 tickets overnight, what happened? Oh, that's right, I had that going on, you know? Um, there is other ways too that you can properly track it by putting in what's called pixels into your Facebook ads and into your websites and into your ticketing system. So you can actually say from that direct ad, I can see that that person has purchased here on that date. Awesome. Um, so the analytics of what you can do and the way we can sell shows now is, is phenomenal. So does that answer your question? Yeah. Um, I'm, Facebook ads are so complicated to show and this is the reason I won't actually go into it here because it's, it's, there's so many variables about it. Um, uh, my best advice is just, I mean, again, you can, you can choose your budget. So even just doing um, a really simple text, you could do a post, you could just spend $10, you can um, easily isolate what areas you want to target and just, and just see what happens. Bit of trial and error. Yep. So, um, as I said, Mother's Ruin, I can't get the internet. No, I just want to know. So, Mother's Ruin um, and, um, and my own page, which is Milky. So, there's two you can have a look at. M-Y-L-K-E. M-I-L-K-E. Yeah. So, have a look and see what sort of content, you know. Again, yep. Uh, yes. So we're going to throw to um, uh, Miranda yeah. very shortly in a moment, just about to talk about how um, some some fringe details and hashtags and, and yes, things that have to be embargoed and all that kind of thing. So yeah, so maybe, we'll maybe that's the perfect segue. Now, maybe we sure. could. Maybe what we'll do. Maybe what we'll do now is throw to Miranda, um, just to talk a little bit about how you can engage with us and how we can help promote the, the events that you're running. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll get Miranda and Laura back up here to um, answer a whole stack yeah, of questions. Great. Thank you. And thank you, Laura. That was yeah, that's all right. excellent and super, super informative. So we, yeah, it's actually really wonderful to have you here. So yeah, big round of applause. Big round of applause. Um, so I'm just going to talk very, very quickly about Melbourne Fringe and our social media campaign, but following up from what Laura said, how we can be good friends to you and how you guys can be good friends to us. Um, so I'm going to talk very, very quickly. We run our own social media campaign to promote the festival as a whole, but we're also here, you know, the festival 
these are you guys. Um, so basically, if you, we ask you, you know, if you're posting about Melbourne Fringe, if you're posting about your event, please use that hashtag, hashtag Melbourne Fringe, hashtag everything is art. That's our 2017 hashtag for this year. So that would be great. That will anything that's been hashtagged. I don't know if you spoke. You, we, you didn't cover hashtags. No, I didn't even go. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not actually going to cover it very oh, much. Yeah. But um, yeah, using hashtags is a way of collating uh, tweets and Facebook posts and inst not more importantly Instagram posts. Um, and so anyone that actually looks up a hashtag that's trending or clicks on a hashtag, your social media content will appear in that feed. So it's another way of just promoting the exposure of your, um, uh, of your content. Um, if you're setting up a Facebook event, uh, tag us in it. We'll share it. We'll share it to our audience. That's great. So um, again, tag us. We'll try and reshare your Facebook event and um, that will also get out to our audience. Uh, again, if you include us, if, if you include our social media handle in your tweets, um, that's another way to generate more exposure for um, for your posts. And if you have any, you know, news or reviews or anything super interesting, tag us. We want to see it. We want to help spread the word about that excellent review that you got. So we'll we'll re retweet it. Um, and if you do have something important that you're like, actually, you know what, I have this review, I haven't had a, you know, a retweet, just direct message us. Maybe we missed it in the feed that day. So don't be afraid to direct message us or um, personal message us on Facebook. If you have any, like, if you're like, I just posted this amazing thing, you guys totally missed it. You know, um, draw our attention to it. You know, we're here to help. Uh, that's pretty much all I was going to say uh, about how Fringe and you and can be friends. Um, we want to be good friends, so the more you interact with us, the more we're going to try and help and support you guys as well. The hashtag everything. We have a program embargo until the 10th of August, which is actually only next week. So uh, if you are creating a Facebook event or if you are going to start promoting your work, do it publicly after the 10th. And um, yeah, so those, I mean, Melbourne Fringe isn't, hashtag Melbourne Fringe is there all year round, but yeah, the everything is art is embargoed until the 10th. Thank you. Could you schedule it as well? Like if you're, I mean, it's 7.30 next week, so from nine o'clock next Thursday, it's gonna be out. So schedule a post, especially if you're at the launch. Because the other thing is, is if, if we're all scheduling posts, we'll be scheduling a post, you know, we'll be, we'll be live streaming it, um, you know, but we'll all be scheduling posts. We'll have a lot of content going live on the 10th. And if we've got that hashtag, hashtag Melbourne Fringe, then we're going to create quite a bit of social media buzz just collectively. So um, I encourage you to definitely um, post or, you know, schedule the post or actually if you're at the event live, tweet it. We are. Engage with us on, you know, engage with us live. Um, so that's also another thing to do. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it from me because you covered so much. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. So I think we're opening the floors to questions unless Andy wants to ask something else. Let's open the floor to questions. Let's open the floor Look, to there's questions. Look, there's two lovely seats. You can relax. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I have another, I just actually mentioned to you guys, I have another um, hand that was asking which of the fringe artists. So we've already got this email down and we've also got some other Facebook trainers. If you're interested in that, just put an email down and I'll send that to you. Take a seat. I'll pass the microphone back to both of you. But yeah, let's have let's have some questions from the floor. This is your opportunity to to um, get specific. Yeah. If you're at the back, so maybe when we have the questions, if you wouldn't mind in your answer just repeating that back, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the question was, should I set up my own artist page, or but because I've got like a thousand people on my personal page, yeah. Um, so this is a question I get a lot, and I guess it turn. I think you got to think about your your personal digital footprint and how you want to interact. So there's probably people on your page that 
Are you a solo artist can I ask? Yeah. So the probably people that played you, your biggest fan, your love, but there's also probably people in like your page that are like, I love you, I don't want to hear it in show. <laughs> so yeah, I think you've got to make a decision as an artist. Are you going to bombard all your friends and family with that or set up your own page? And again, like it's all about your marketing and how you um, how you put yourself out there. So I, I, I would encourage, especially if you're a solo artist, creating your own page. Um, and the best way to do that I've seen, you know, is um, telling all, the, all your friends, saying, hey, anything to do with my gigs, my shows, my festivals, this and that, all being moved over to this page. So if you want to keep in touch on that, switch over to this page and probably do that a couple of times um, and then get people to kind of migrate over and you can, you can invite people as well. Um, you're not going to catch everyone, but that's okay because you're only going to catch the people that are going to be engaged with that. So I would definitely be doing um, that and then building that up from there. Well, okay, let me ask you. So people say double double posting on your personal page and your and your artist page. Sharing the thing. When you see people do that, does it shit you or do you're right with it? Well, I'm such good friends with it. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it comes back to being a good friend, you know, if you if it if it's stuff that people kinda of go, Oh my god, I hate like I, if I wanted to know I'd be on their friend so I think you've just gotta work out what it is. I think it's fine to do maybe a couple of posts on your personal page, but if you're trying to drive people to your artist page, drive them towards that. I don't look at, there's no right or wrong, it's your page, so, and it's your friends, so if you feel that's okay, that's fine, but, yeah. Yeah, so the public page, you can create your own events yeah. for that page. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. And that's what I was saying, if you hashtag, if you, if you tag us in that event at Melbourne Fringe, we can actually see, oh, you've created an event, yeah. uh, that event's in the festival, uh, and then we'll actually reshare that, so our followers will then see your events. Does that make sense? The question was how much do I spend on social media marketing as opposed to print advertising? Yeah. Um, uh, if I, probably 90%. 90%. Yeah. Um, it's all digital for me. Because um, you've got to think about where, where do you find out about stuff? It's not, a, it's not in print um, magazines. It's not in you know, street presses anymore. It's, it's on your phone. It's either a Facebook ad or it's a ad on the Melbourne Fringe website or a, or a website that's related to your show, you know, maybe you're doing a show about veteran memorial, you know, whatever, website, you know, could you advertise on that? Liking, liking audiences with, with things, so all, all online. for venue only, the venue that I'm in, but I might do posters anymore and distribute them around the town. I'm just not seeing the value in it. festival there's 
Um, process can be effective, but it's got to be part of a bigger marketing plan. Um, gone are the days where you would just do posters and that's how you sell a show now. It's, 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 it's got to be, um, yeah, part, part of a big, bigger marketing plan. So for me, I don't see the value in, in distributing posters anymore. I, I'm seeing the, the return and the value of online advertising, whether it's social media or on websites. And social media advertising is a really good way of um, social uh, social media advertising is actually a really good way to track, as you said, your return on investment. So it's 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 a smart way to send your, spend your money. In the past, it would be I'll put up posters and maybe I'll ask a couple of people who come through the door, how'd you find out about me? We're actually on social media. It's a, you can track that. So it's a smart investment if you don't have a very big budget. But in saying that, like different, if you know, like you know your show, and I don't know your show, but you know your show and you know your audience the best. So if you're going, you know what, every time my audience come, they always come off my posters, then go with that. Go, like. No, no, I'll give you a point. Actually, that's a really good system. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people are really also intangible. Mm. You know, it's, you know, technology is great, but you want to hide it because you know it's going to be your competitor. Yeah. That's, that's my yeah, thing. Yeah. I actually think that I'm not going to Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. show or maybe it's an older market that you're going to they're not going to be on social media you know so actually flyers or even you know house drops you know with <laughs> flyers is going to work I mean, old school is actually going to work better than digital marketing so you've got to know your audience which is a whole probably other workshop <laughs> that was last week that was last week yeah, right. <laughs> Facebook advertising, you can link through your Facebook to do it on Instagram as well. So the question was Instagram advertising. Um, I'm not seeing the return as much. I think because Instagram are a bit later to the, this is my theory and my theory only. I think Instagram are a bit later to the advertising on it that people kind of just go, oh no, I just want pictures. I don't want the ads. Whereas we're a bit more tuned into it with Facebook. So again, give it a go. Like it's cheap, it's so cheap to advertise. If you've got a shit hot, sorry, I do swear a little bit. If you've got a wonderful uh, uh, image uh, <laughs> um, that you're just like, this is awesome, or it's a great, like just ten bucks, test it. And um, I do Facebook ads. Like I mean, look, if you if you're not au fait with Facebook ads, or you've gone into it and you're like. A boost is a really good way of just going, getting it out there, as I said, years ago I would have said no, but it's, the boost is actually okay now. Facebook ads, you can just do a little bit more, uh, and there's just a little bit more, um, it's a bit big brotherish to be honest, because you can really tie it down to exactly getting that, but um, once you kind of know the basics of that, you can really, um, it works really well. is about hashtags um, look I think I think hashtags are good if you're on t for example on Twitter I think hashtags are great if you're actually um, engaging in the conversation you know and in that case popular hashtags are really good um, on Instagram I think they're very effective but you can be really cheeky about it as well there are hashtags there are websites that you can go to and you can actually just look up the most popular hashtags that will get you exposure and you can just literally copy and paste them in. Free is always a good one. If you have a free event, hashtag free, and that will really like increase your posts or your, your tweets exposure. But yeah, I, I would personally tend to stick to ones that, that, that are being used, that are used to aggregate the content online. But yeah, you probably do have 
no, no, I would just agree with that. I mean, it's, it's, I kind of, I oscillate between using faith art and tags. Um, Sometimes, but I always will do the festival that I'm in because I find if, if you can't think of something for your own show, I mean, you can just put a hashtag your show or whatever your show's called, that's fine. But if you were trying to think of something other witty, I just, you know, going into the festival tag is, is, is really fine. Yeah. Any other questions? No, you're all going to rock your social media? Also, sorry about this. I also actually failed to mention, if you haven't already followed Melbourne Fringe on Twitter, Facebook, and on Instagram, <laughs> please do so. <laughs> so yeah, simple. Yeah. Just remember, it's a slow game. Like you know, you're not gonna get those you know thousand followers or five hundred followers overnight. You've got it. It's consistency, yeah. And I know that sounds really boring, and it's not you know shiny and pretty but it's consistency that it's going to get you there and if you start now even in the lead up to this fringe show and then you're going to go on to do perth fringe or adelaide fringe you're going to have eight months or so of content there that people are going to start to follow you and it and it works like it honestly does work it just takes um, a bit of time and planning Stand on this side for something different. Um, thanks so much. That was a that was a great way to wrap up as well. Um, I'd like to um, conclude this evening by just thanking Laura for the session, for presenting such a, um, a great and I think accessible way to begin engaging um, with your social media and your social media story for your fringe event. So thank you so much, Laura. Also to Miranda for her pearls of wisdom and to the Arts Centre for hosting us tonight. We're going to hang around for those questions that you were afraid to ask. Um, so come up, come up and grab us and have a chat about your particular event. And we'll see you on the 20... No, we won't. No, no, no. Don't go away. Don't go away. We're going to see you next week for the Fringe launch. So that's on the 10th of August. We're August now. Yikes. Um, so the, the festival launches next week, um, so check your producer updates for information about that and then we'll see you here on the 29th to talk about touring and next steps. Alright everyone, thanks very much, we'll speak to you soon. Bye.